the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Tonight we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ, one of the twelve major feasts that we have in the Orthodox Church. And why do we have particular feasts called major feasts, twelve major feasts? It's because each one of those feasts is so incredibly important and significant for our remembrance, bringing what Christ did into the now, that put on display for us and for our experience the absolute finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ, from conception to birth to His life to His death, resurrection, ascension, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The twelve major feasts cover these. Why is the ascension then chosen as one of these major feasts because of all of the incredible benefits that would come to you and would come to me for our salvation by the work of our Lord Jesus Christ as He would ascend into heaven to His Father. And that's what we're here to remember and celebrate and rejoice in this evening. Let me remind you of something that is common to all 12 major feasts. And then we're going to look at just some of the benefits granted to us through our Lord Jesus Christ regarding His ascension. What's common to every one of them is always the incarnation. That God became man to redeem man. God came and He took our flesh. And He took fallen flesh and blood. And He took it and He brought it within Himself and joined it to divinity. Flesh joined to divinity within the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the way in which we are saved. That is the way in which we are redeemed. And by His taking flesh and joining it to divinity, granting us a means by which we could be saved. By His doing that, we look at the ascension. In the Gospel of St. Luke, it shows us the disciples were all gathered together. And our Lord Jesus Christ, this God-man, literally after blessing His followers, His disciples, He ascends into heaven. But what was it that the disciples really witnessed? They witnessed flesh and blood and God joined together. Humanity and divinity ascend into heaven, making a way for us. We who began in the fallen state, we inherited that condition from Adam. But when we were baptized, we were joined to divinity. For the Holy Spirit came and dwelled within us. And now a way has been made for us also to ascend all through this life. Ascending beyond humanity, becoming like God. But at the heart stop day, when our hearts go to rest, we have the ability to go the same way our Lord did, ascending to be with Him forever. I want to mention four benefits. As if the one I just said was not enough. But I want to mention four benefits that came from Christ's ascension. And they're not exhaustive. There's so many more. But there are four I feel compelled to remind us of this evening. 
of what Christ has done for us, offered us because of His ascension. The first is this. By His ascension, our Lord Jesus Christ, having ascended to the Father, is crowned as King of kings and Lord of lords. All power, all dominion has been given to Him over principalities and over all of creation. Our Lord will be crowned upon His ascension. But then we're also told this, that in the purposeful love of Jesus Christ for each one of the, us, He shares His kingship. He shares His reign. He shares His authority with every one of us. Listen to the revelation that God gave St. John in the book of Revelation in chapter 1. It says, To Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood, and has made us kings and priests to God His Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Just as our Lord Jesus Christ reigns victoriously over Satan, we have a share in, not just a share, the share. All of the victory is granted us. All of the authority over Satan, over all of his temptations, over all the means that he would throw at us for the destruction of our souls. We are granted the authority of the King of kings and Lord of lords because he ascended and took his place at the right hand of God the Father. And we're also granted throughout eternity the same reign over all of creation, which is no different than we see in the book of Genesis in the very beginning. When God created everything, the universe, the world, and then he set mankind in it, he created a perfectly ordered situation with one purpose, that God would share himself with man in that environment and that mankind could enjoy what he would share forever. And in that garden situation, if you remember, God gave mankind dominion over all that he had created. So as our Lord ascends and is crowned King of kings and Lord of lords, he has restored what was rightfully ours from the beginning. All authority and a shared reign with him forever over all of creation. The second benefit I'd remind you of is because of the ascension. We can now come before the throne of mercy, the mercy seat of God, with boldness. That's what Hebrews tells us. That because our Lord ascended, He's not only crowned as King of kings and Lord of lords, He is the fulfillment of all the priesthood. He becomes our great high priest. And as He enters into heaven, we're told in Hebrews that with His own blood, he takes it and He offers it before the mercy seat of the Father on our behalf. And He takes His place as our great High Priest, as our mediator and advocate that we proclaim every Mass. That He now stands in between us and the Father so that when we sin, when we sin, we go with boldness to our great High Priest who stands in between us and the Father in that High Priestly ministry. And He offers cries for mercy. For his beloved. That's the place our Lord has taken in heaven. And that's why we come with boldness before our Lord. Not arrogance. Boldness. Boldness knowing that our Lord Jesus Christ is our mediator advocate. He will defend us with himself 
for he longs that all will be saved in him. Thirdly, by Christ's ascension, we obtain power from on high to literally become the body of Christ, continuing the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ in the earth for the salvation of the world. Listen to what St. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2. But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. What gifts? The divine gifts of grace. And that word grace is the divine power of God to be beyond our mortality and allow the Lord Jesus Christ to demonstrate his divinity in and through us. Through it, we get the whole order of the church. If you look at all of Paul's lists in Ephesians, in 1 Corinthians, also in Romans, of all the different gifts by his ascension, by grace given to us in and through our baptism in the body of Christ. To some, he's made apostles. To some, teachers. To some, the gifts of prophecy. To some, healing. All because he went Ascended on high, he gives gifts to men that he might glorify the Father in and through you and in and through me. And it's his delight to gift us. It's his delight to gift us. Finally, from the preface of the ascension that we'll hear in a few short moments chanting, by Christ's ascension in his infinite love for us, he ascends in order to prepare a place for us. Now, this is one of the great benefits, one of the most incredible benefits of the ascension that we probably think about the least. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. In the words of the preface, we find Christ in the sight of his apostles. It says, ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us. That where he is, thither we might also ascend and reign with him forever. This comes from the gospel of St. John in chapter 14. Hear the words of the gospel. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. You need to get the picture of what those words mean. It's as if we have arms that stretch out and gather us up and bring us tightly to himself. That he will return. He has prepared a place for us. He will return just as he left. And he will grab all of those who are in him up. And bring them into himself. I will receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you, excuse me, you know. I see those words. And it's hard for me sometimes, honestly, to accept them. The King of kings and Lord of lords. My great high priest. The one who's done all of these things for our salvation wants me to himself forever. And so he has gone to prepare a place for me. Why? 
so that I will dwell in Him and from Him throughout all eternity. That is how great His desire is for me. Why do I have trouble accepting that? Why do we all have trouble accepting that reality? Because we know ourselves. Because we know our unworthiness. We know our sin in our lives at this present moment. And sometimes it's hard to accept such love. To accept God grabbing us and bringing us into Himself. The beauty of all of this and the beauty of the Gospel is the fact that we don't deserve it. That's why we, and we have Mass. We call it Eucharist. Not a great trying to earn, but a great thanksgiving. When we see these truths of our Lord, that our Lord so desires to be with you, to be with me, absolutely forever. That He wraps us up within Himself and prepares a place for us. The best thing we can do, knowing that we're unworthy, is put that aside and accept the offering. Accept love for love, and then return love for love through a great thanksgiving. This is what our Lord has done by ascending. He has paved the way for us to be saved through ascension. Ascending beyond our sinful nature, having it healed, and one day ascending to be brought into Him forever. This is the love of God for us, and why we celebrate rejoicingly at the ascension. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.